Due to the graphic nature of this program, discretion is advised. Radio on Radio Free Brooklyn. I am Lucas Tiamore. And I'm Rachel. Francis is out of the studio this week um, helping his family, but we're really going to miss him. But we are prepared to do the show. <laughs> we miss you, Francis. <laughs> we love you very much. We love you very much. He's working really hard to care for his family right now. Um, and we're very, very, very proud of him. Yeah, we admire you, Francis. Um, so today we had the firemen. We, we, we I woke up naked to firemen in the apartment oh, goodness. and it we wasn't sexy at all. No, it wasn't, wasn't sexy. sexy. People, my, Francis said like, oh, how sexy. And I was like, no, I don't think it wasn't like that. They were actually very polite about it. They like definitely looked at me like they've seen a lot of naked, <laughs> naked girls in, the, I mean, in their apartments. I mean, they have. They rescue people from fires in the, in the middle of the night. In the middle of the night. Yeah, exactly. They do rescue people from, from all situations. Yeah, they were very professional about it, but um, I, they, they, they didn't really want to talk to us. This was this was not a good way to wake up. We we neither of us smelled the gas, and like luckily one of her um the gas was on. Luckily one of her um the people living in the building did smell it from their apartment. Um, and we like, they smelled it like all the way in their apartment. We didn't smell it at all in our own. Which now I'm hoping the neighbors don't like fucking hate us even more. Um, I think the the neighbors will will continue to hate us. They, they, well, but it's the one neighbor. I think the ones who called were the one set of neighbors that didn't hate us, and now now. I- I, I think you need to give a little background that the the neighborhood is Park Slope. Park Slope. Yeah, it's a really like fancy neighborhood if you're not from New York. Um, and we just like don't really fit in. Um, you know, yeah, like I I live in Bushwick where Radio Free Brooklyn is like um aired from, and I fit in pretty well in Bushwick, but in Park Slope we don't fit in that well. No, no, it hasn't been. It hasn't been a warm, a warm welcome over there. We fit in at Lucky Thirteen, which is a bar that we like go to in that neighborhood. We fit in at Lucky Thirteen, and like at the bars, I think we kind of fit in. But like the the building itself, like they um, have been very rude to us. If they see us like outside, like waiting on the stoop, they're very upset about that. Um, like at first, I thought maybe it was like racism because like you know um, I have a black partner. Um, <laughs> But I'm not sure if it's racism or just like because it's ha- it's happened when he's not around too. I think it's just that we're, we're like freaks. We we are freaks. That is that is true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you have to be careful where you live when you're a freak. I so I this is going to be a, a little bit of a theme today talking about passing. Um, I have been passing as not a freak, but it's it's starting to yeah. it's starting to crack. It started to crack, probably because you're with me. It it's start- I ruined your I ruined your like um her therapist says she's like uh like oh you're like scrappy in a sundress. Yes, that's what I wanted to get the exact line. <laughs> so I paused, yeah. She was like, You look so cute, but underneath you are feral and you're a freak. Yeah. Um I never pass as like not a freak. Um I was lucky enough to like not be too teased about it and I was definitely teased growing up but like you know there's like a certain amount of acceptance I've had before being a freak that like other freaks have not always necessarily had and like I will say like my hometown there's some people who like who are like definitely very popular who are adding me now even though I'm like um, trans on the internet and like that's 
really supportive because I definitely grew up in a town where that was not acceptable. And it shows me like how much growth people can make um, and how people don't just like always take what their parents teach them, you know, because in my town, our parents were teaching us a lot of hate, I think, um, towards the LGBTQ community. Um, and so I'm really proud of my like the kids who I grew up with for like really being able to make make their own assessments. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, because I really I like wrote my college like interview or recommend my college letter about like how terrible the town was and how terrible like it was to grow up there and like how I wanted to go to a place where I wanted to go to NYU. So I wanted to go to a place where like more open minded people. Um, And it was apparently a good letter because I guess I got like scholarships to every school except for NYU. But of course, I went to NYU. <laughs> yeah. But I, it was apparently a good letter because I don't think my grades necessarily, they were good, but they weren't good enough to get like, like you know what I mean, like full rides and stuff like that that I was getting. So apparently it did like touch the heartstrings of um, of, of admission counselors. <laughs> you did it. Yeah. I was like, I was like, they're all wearing matching Abercrombie shirts. I remember that was like in a direct line. Yeah, we've been talking about that this a lot this week. Um, the idea of passing and of, like wanting to be something different than so life is easier. So society accepts you more. Yeah. I've been feeling as if like, I've been feeling like I want to detransition um, back to Lucy. Like I'm not going to do it, but I, that's, it's just, it was a thought like I, Rachel came home one day and I was like, I'm going to detransition. And what else did I say? Um, And I'm going off all my meds. Oh, I'm going off all my meds. And she was like, Oh, Happy Tuesday. <laughs> I was it like, was like, it's nice to, it's nice to see you too. <laughs> For anyone who is new to listening, Lucas is trans and has schizophrenia. Has schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. Um, so going off my meds, probably not the smartest idea. Um, although I don't know if I need them anymore. I really don't know. I don't know if I need them anymore. It's hard to know because you could really still need them and it could be the meds that are helping or it could be like that I've done a lot of work. Totally. And it's probably both. It's probably both. Yeah. My therapist was like not down for the ride of me going off my meds. I mean, you've had a you've had a good stretch of time out of the psych ward on these meds. I wouldn't I would never tell Lucas what, what to do with his body or or mind. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. But yeah, I mean, in in terms of the detransitioning, it's just like I do not feel the world is like accepting me as a boy or treating me kindly about it. And um, I don't know. It's just like it. it um, I do not feel I made a mistake, which is what like my friend Steve, who we had on last week, he believes like I made a mistake and I was not really trans and I, it was pushed on me. He believes it was pushed on me by like a liberal by liberal doctors who have like a liberal agenda um and he believes it's because they push this on me because they're making a lot of money off of me but i don't think they're making that much money off of me they're making medicaid they like they they're i'm only on medicaid they're not making like big bucks insurance money. no they're not getting paid more for you than for any other person on medicaid yeah he just i don't know i think we like add a lot to the community so they do enjoy us there and there might be some truth to like they would prefer we like don't get jobs and just stay in the community, but <sighs> I don't know. Yeah, it's hard like to to get a job to be a person who's liked in society. There are 
certain expectations and they're they're hard to meet. They're really hard to meet. Yeah, I think um I just haven't I don't think I'm like I don't know. They're hard. It's just like people I think I'm capable of doing a job. I've I've, I've had, I was somebody who worked starting in fourth grade up until the pandemic and I never had a break um, between those times. And I worked very hard. I usually had like two to three jobs at once. And then like when, uh, since jobs have become much more competitive since the pandemic um, and like, I just haven't found anything since then. Um, And, you know, people who were able to like get me jobs in the past are like no longer able to do that or, you know, maybe no longer in positions of power like that. And um, it's just like shifted a lot of things. Yeah, the pandemic changed changed everything. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. It's, hold on, I'm going to get my vape. You keep talking. <laughs> so we, I have a therapist who is really wonderful, really, um, really has changed my life so much. But she's also... <laughs> Maybe maybe a little idealistic that she thinks I can get a job with dissociative identity disorder and I can use all my names and be all myself and, you know, there'll be <laughs> there'll be this magic. I don't know. Yeah. Magic pathway. I mean, I think for me, it's like I almost I'm at the point where I almost have to do that because I make publicly so many of my different personas that like I, I'm going to have to like get to a point where I can explain it. Yeah, for me, I'm I'm very very good at masking, um, you know, pretending to be quote unquote normal when I'm at work. Um, but then I get home at night and everything really falls apart, and all my different alters who didn't get to come out all day are like, "We're here for the party all together," and it's it's wild. You should shout Jess out. She's an extra. She's looking for new patients, and she's an excellent therapist. Oh, okay. all right. Well, Jessica Elwert is how you say your last name. Yeah, she, she just got married, so she. I I used to see her as well. She's, uh, she's a phenomenal therapist. She's a phenomenal therapist. I'm not allowed to see her. Well, obviously, because we were both, we can't both see her. But also, just even if you weren't seeing her, I'm not allowed to see her. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Um, I, I've been. She told me like she's t- tapped out my work with her, but um, she she doesn't draw patients often, and she's she's excellent. Yeah, Jessica Elwert Therapy. Um, she does a lot of work with body positivity, um, which is another thing we want to talk about today. Yeah, and specifically fat positivity for Jess. Yeah. Um, she, like, grew up in a, um, I heard her refer to it as, like, a person of size. Once. Okay. But I think she does use the word fat now, too. She uses the word fat, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think at Renfrew, like, it was, like, she didn't want to use the word fat because, like, they had, like, I don't know, stricter boundaries about that. She used it a little bit, a little bit. A little bit at run through, but yeah. They're, they're trying not to not to send anyone, anyone over the edge. Yeah, totally. <laughs> they're like, that's triggering. The word fat is triggering, yeah. I don't, exactly. I don't really believe in trigger words. So at run she would say, like, person of size, but, like, individually to me, she would use the word fat, but, like. Yeah, and there there is nothing wrong with the word fat. If that that is a word that accurately describes you, there's nothing wrong with calling yourself fat yeah society will will be like don't say that because there's this connotation of it's a negative thing or like a lot of stereotypes but they're fat as a descriptor and there there's nothing wrong with being fat yeah it's it's complex um 
complex. I don't like to, to like, um, I've like in my recovery from an eating disorder, I've gained like 40 pounds. So I've definitely like have a very different body than I did than I had before. Same. But I don't, what? Same. Yeah. But I don't like to use the word fat for me because I think I'm still like in the like BMI scale, like not considered fat yet. So like you just want to like be careful not to like, like you take somebody's like, you know, I think like people get kind of upset when you're like co-opting like a community that you're not, not necessarily a part of. Yeah. I think when folks who are using the term fat in terms of a social justice lens are talking about the experience of being discriminated against and left out of society because of this. I've definitely experienced that as well because I was a dancer. Like I've definitely experienced being left out because of my body size, but it doesn't necessarily make me fat. Yeah. It's kind of, it's complicated. It makes me fat for a dancer. Like it, but so like dancers have like definitely like my therapist, like, you know, lives in a bigger body, but she like allows me to like, she feels like there's a lot of validity in me feeling this way because of my experience in dance. Like she feels, you know, I've been discriminated uh, uh, for in similar ways that she has even, you know, because there's just such a high standard with the dance world. Yeah. Um, do you want to play a song? Yeah, let's play some music. Okay. This song has been on my, in my head for, um, days i follow rivers i follow you deep sea baby all right let's hear it leaky by leaky lee i don't know if i, I might have butchered how you say that name i'm not sure here it is though <laughs> i've been thinking about it all day i'm like how do you say this name <laughs> sometimes i don't play things because i don't know how to say the name but If it doesn't play, please don't hate us. Rachel's just learning the board, but she's doing an excellent job. Have we just had dinner that whole time? You should have turned my makeup before. All right. Just so you know, Rachel's trying. Sorry, we've had dead air that whole time. I was talking, but into the mic, but she had shut my mic off. We, she, we're, we're struggling. (laughs) We're just learning. We're trying our best. Um, but next time that happens, just let me talk, like take, put my mic back on. Um, so. Sorry, this is terrible. We have nothing to say. The hire, the fireman did not did not like um did not like my friend Francis said that like he was like so sexy, but like did not nothing about the situation seemed sexy to me. Hold on. Okay, this is going to be a talk show. All right, this okay. is this is going to be a talking show. It's going to be great. We have all this music prepared, but I'm having trouble getting it to play. So we're we're going to talk. It'll be great. 
You don't know how to do it? No, I'm trying. I'm trying. I All thought right. I did. We'll have Francis show you next week and then we'll be able to do it in the future. Yeah. Okay, hopefully we'll have enough to say. We didn't pre- we we prepared a, a music show and not a talk show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. I can keep trying. Um all right, what do you want to talk about next? Mm. Francis wanted us to talk about Trump, but I don't really care. About Trump? No, I don't really care. I'm I, just like, I'm just like, that. are we done talking about that? Let's talk about the president who's not doing anything. I thought, I thought you liked Trump. No, I don't like Trump. I just like now that I, I didn't vote for Trump, but actually they took away my right to vote while I was in psych ward. What? That's crazy. No, that's serious. They're, I think they don't let people, certain people vote. It's my, it might be my crazy schizophrenia, but I actually think that they, like, I, I was registered while, before I went into psych ward, and when I came out, I was no longer registered. That's really strange. Yeah, it's really strange. Did they really take away your right to vote? Yeah, I think so. All right. Francis said he could hear it. He said it was low, but he could hear it. Okay. So. Let's try the is, music again. Is Gary here? Gary is, is in the studio with us. He might not speak. Gary? I'm going to try the song again. Here we go. Okay. Playing well. Turn it up. Turn it up. Still low. You have to turn up We are, we are sorry about that remix. Rachel chose that one <laughs> accidentally, and then we're going to play a better one. <laughs> you have the right song now? Okay, great. Here's Leaky Lee. Dude, turn
is Sweet Talk by St. Motel. St. Motel is one of the bands that got me through the pandemic totally. They like it's fun to dance to. I also got the cops calling me a lot when I did try to dance in my apartment, but Oh no. <laughs> Sweet Motel was definitely um St. Motel was definitely one of the bands that got me the cops called on me, but <laughs> What? Do you do you want to talk Gary? Talk, talk, talk Gary? Gary? Gary's okay, in the studio the now. What did you say? You you have to go you've close, seen, oh, you, close seen, to the mic. Gary's definitely seen it. Get close to the mic, just in case you want to talk. No, do it. I I want Gary to talk. I'm trying to. I I pushed Rachel onto the radio. You you did. Rachel was like, I'm not never doing, and now she's a, a regular host. So she was like, I'm never doing that. And I was like, just talk, just talk. <laughs> it's hard to get the confidence to talk on the radio. But Gary has seen Gary's seen me get arrested a lot of times. <laughs> Or not arrested, but sent to the psych ward by cops in, in, in handcuffs. Were you there the time that I tried to kick David in the balls? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Don't stop. Dude, stop. Stop. <laughs> yeah, you don't generally want to want to kick people in front of the cops. In front of the cops. <laughs> they, the, the cops were very lighthearted about it. That was like um, one time like. Well, he also just. He looks like a douchebag. They didn't like him, so they were like they were all laughing about it. And um, but they did like physically pick me up and remove me from the apartment <laughs> after that. Like they were like deciding if I had to go to the psych ward or not, and they were like definitely has to go that, to the psych ward. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you are now definitely a danger to other people because you're kicking people in the balls. <laughs> yeah, now I was like, David, he did definitely deserved it, but like definitely don't do that in front of the cops. <laughs> nope. Don't, but, don't tell them about the whippets either if you're, if you're on whippets. Yeah. <laughs> you also told me not to do that. <laughs> oh, you're not to do it. <laughs> um, <laughs> you want to play another song or do you want to? Sorry, Anna keeps calling me. Um, 
I can't say this guy's this this band's name. Kid Frangelico is that? Do you think that's how you say it? Oh, maybe. I've been trying to figure it out for. Like but we've been days. we've been listening to this song a lot. It's a good one. It's called Moon. Um, it's a beautiful song. Um, you can do ballet to it. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's hear it. Let's play it. Okay.
Good job, Rachel. You're now a DJ. I'm not a DJ. <laughs> but I really want to make this music happen for y'all. You did it. You did it. Um, yeah, we didn't know if we were going to be able to talk at all without Francis. So we, we made a whole playlist, but I think we're doing a good job talking too. Yeah, we have thing we have things to say. We have things to say. We're smart. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone everyone's smart. <laughs> well, I think the people we surround ourselves with are smart, but not everyone is smart, Rachel. Oh uh, <laughs> I mean it's a I don't know. It's a it depends what you what you consider smart. We were uh I was rehashing for someone this week why I I left grad school. I was trying to become a school psychologist for a short time. I thought that meant like helping kids in school with their problems and listening to them, things like that. But apparently it means you do a lot of IQ tests um, and then diagnose kids with disabilities. And I I was so not into that. My but. therapist called me because I like made a joke that Rachel drops out of school a lot. And I do. Because she dropped out like a few times. And my like therapist. Three, three or four times. My now. therapist said that I'm a school dropout too because I like refused to go back to grad school. And so she said that I'm like, even though like I basically I have a teaching degree without a master's. So it's it's like, you know, not like it doesn't count as anything. And um, so she's like, you're a school dropout as well. <laughs> but I'm going to go back. I've decided on drama therapy or you know maybe if i ever want to move to massachusetts i could do rec- do the um the creative arts therapy but i don't think i want to move to massachusetts that would just be terrible yeah nothing you've said about massachusetts <laughs> so far makes me want to move there i think i could find a way to like transfer the degree back to living in new york after if like like i'm sure i could find a way to working in new york just taking a few more classes and stuff like that but like I don't think I want to even go there for the few years that I'm teaching. Yeah. Also, I'm not teaching. I'm doing my, what's it, what's it called? In, um, internship. Internship. I thought it was called like an extram or something in grad school or like an externship. Yeah. Also, and they call it like something different in grad school because it's like fancier. Mm, there's also nothing wrong with being a, a school, a school dropout. There's like med school. Med school calls it like an externship. I think they're, they're two different things. Well, in therapy, you're sort of like a doctor. No, you're not. <laughs> so we 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 go to a program and we're in community with lots of people who have never gone to college and most likely won't. That's not what I mean by not yeah. being smart, though. I don't think you need a college degree to be smart. No, I don't. <laughs> like, I just think smart is like, and I think you can be mentally impaired and be very smart because I know a lot of mentally impaired people who are very smart. Like, there's just some people who are like, dumb like they're just dumb you know like there are people in the world who like are dumb there are some people who don't really don't really think they kind of they're kind of going through the motions yeah yeah no but the people in our program are very smart but like you know you have to think that like the state is choosing selectively who they send to this program and they're sending people who like they believe can rebound um, because it's there's unfortunately just not enough funds to go around for us all to be in a program like that. It is. It's called good. Yeah, Goodwill Pros Rebound. It's a rebound program. Yeah, and it's yeah. very much about like the people they choose to to see you if they think you can rebound and if they think it's a goals based program. So they want you to. But it's a, goals is meant in a very wide range because one of Rachel's alters made her goal <laughs> making friendship bracelets. Yeah, that's currently my my goal with the. Go- <laughs> 
written down on the government. You, you need computers. an education goal, and Rachel goes, "I want to make friendship bracelets for the education goal," and they they accepted that. The government was like, "Sure," um, and then my therapist was like, "That's a great goal," but I mean, it is a smart goal because she wanted to make more friends. And she didn't know how to make more friends, so she said, I'll make friendship bracelets. Yeah, we haven't met you know it I mean? yet. And, like, that's a really smart goal because it's a tangible way to make friends. Yeah, they you want know? the goal to be measurable. They want the goal to be measurable. So it's like, I'll make one friendship bracelet a week and give it to somebody and make a friend. Like, that's a, a really good way to make friends, don't you think? That's a great goal. It's a great goal. That's a great goal. Uh, my goals are, like, never, they're met because I'm still, like, researching school, but, like, my therapist is like not amused that I haven't started school yet. <laughs> um, but I was like, she didn't want me to be a lawyer either. So she was like really hoping that I would like stray away from law. She didn't, she like did not want me to be a lawyer. She didn't fit that was, feel that was a good fit. So I like didn't go back to school and waste my money like at law school when I probably would have like decided I don't want to be a lawyer after witnessing what lawyers do. Yeah, you've been, <laughs> you've been in the middle of a, a legal, legal case. A legal case. And I'm like, this is. I, I I'm getting like told not to speak in court. Like, <laughs> well, there are different types of lawyers. Some there are never, different types. Never put that foot in court. I wanted to be a courtroom lawyer though, but like the 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 judge is like <laughs> the judge is like you do not know how to behave yourself in court. Please don't speak for yourself. It's hurting you. <laughs> do not speak for yourself. Yeah, they're like this is why you hired a lawyer. Do not open your mouth. <laughs> that that wasn't me. That was the that was the judge. The judge yeah. said this is why you hired a lawyer. <laughs> i was like i just have something to say they're like no no (laughs) i mean you have a lot of important stuff to say lawyers just say it in a very like specific way specific way with like no emotion attached pretty much i was like my rent was a thousand and now it's three (laughs) thousand they're like okay that's you need adult protective services (laughs) they were like how did that happen like we believe you that happened but how did that happen (laughs) <laughs> oh boy yeah the judge told me I needed out protective services it was very insulting because like that's for like a very certain population you know it's for people who are like really you know like I mean I've, I've been born with a disability but like born with a very specific disability it's, I don't know how to say it properly yeah, we we do talk about this a lot, babe. Like, uh, are we disabled? This is, are we disabled or not? This yeah, this is the conversation. We talk about it. We cry about it. We get mad about we're, it. We're like, I'm like, why are they putting me with all the disabled people? Am I disabled? <laughs> but I don't know. Because I I also had to speak to a lawyer this week and explain explain why I'm not working. Um, and that that lawyer also saw me as disabled. He was like, so everything from everything you said, like you're a person in need of protection. Um, he did not specifically say adult protective services, but he said, like, you're a person with a disability who needs to be protected. And I don't want to take your case. It's really hard. to. Cho- it's really hard to like. Yeah, um, it's really hard to choke down. You when it's really hard to choke down when people are like, you're disabled. You're like, OK, well, it's not really how I view myself, but I guess most people don't like view themselves that way. I don't know. Yeah, it's a it's a construct that mean it means different things to different people. But if it means like um, not being, I guess not being able to do what's expected of someone, someone your I don't know age, social status, etc., and needing like constant support day after day to do that, then yeah, we're we're kind of disabled. 
yeah, we need a lot of support. We we require a lot of support. Um, you know, we're lucky to have people like Gary in our lives who support us, but then we also have some extra support from the government. Yep. But, you know, Gary does a good job at supporting us. Um, you know, thank you. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so back on to if I should transition, detransition or not. Maybe I should. <laughs> That's what I've been thinking. <laughs> I mean. Which is like, I do, I do not think, I in no way want to sound like I don't think I'm trans because I do think I'm trans. It's just I don't think the world is like accepting it from me. Yeah, but just because the world isn't ready for you doesn't mean you shouldn't be you. Yeah, I think it's hard. Like some people who are trans just like are hyper, hyper masculine and I'm more like genderqueer and I think it would be easier to choke down if I was like always dressed in like a hyper masculine way. You know, but but I did that for like a year to try to get people to choke it down. I dressed like hyper hyper masculine all the time. Did not let any of my female alters come out at all. Yeah, I remember. Um, and that still does not help people view me as. And like it's hard because like people Steve said like people didn't want to live with me over it. He was like trying to get people to live like move into my apartment, and people didn't want to live with me over it. Yeah, there's a ton of discrimination for trans people. Do you want to talk, Gary? Here, just come closer to the mic. Yeah. Work he put into it, considering his own disability. Yeah. You got to come close to the mic if you want to. Come a little closer. You're saying important things. Considering his own disapproval of it, who knows how much effort he put into it. Put the headphones on so you can hear yourself. <laughs> Why would I want to do that? <laughs> All right, so so Gary's here. He's saying he's saying important important things, but um, a little far from the mic. A little but, far from the mic. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think Steve does has have a lot of disapproval of um. He he believes there's like a trans agenda. Um, and I. I don't really see that happening. I believe there's just like a sudden burst of acceptance that might not last. And that's my like, um, the- fear of it is like, there but is, that is the trans agenda to be accepted. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm suspicious. Um, just why, why do all these big companies, um, big corporations, why, why are they so like suddenly accepting? And also to be very wary of like when they're helping, um, oh, I mean, uh, most of these p- people who are like using Rainbow Pride at Pride Month are not accepting, are not helping people at all. So, like, you don't. You, it's re- great marketing. It's great it marketing. It looks good. Exactly. That's the trend. It looks you have like. have to follow the trend. Yeah, yeah, it looks like you're supporting folks in society, but like, you know, we're watching our friends fall through the cracks and not get help. I've had issues with like banks because, like, I was, I came out as queer like a long time ago and, um, like I've had issues with like banks wanting to work with me and my ex-wife and things like that. Like I've had like true issues with like, and then the the, the same banks will have like throw a rainbow flag up, and it's very very upsetting because you're like, I know for a fact you're not a fucking accepting company. You don't have to be. You just have to look like it. Yeah. So there there's this store in Park Slope that we passed the other day that was actually 
selling Pride in a bottle. You could buy a Pride jar, in a bottle, a, a jar of jar. At of this, Pride. it was like a superhero store for <laughs> a superhero store. Um, to be fair, I think it is directed towards children, but I, I would still not much spend my money on this. It had like a rainbow flag on it. It was like really offensive. I was like, who get? And this is not like a queer company. Like, who gives you the right to fucking bottle Pride? The people who pay for it. Yeah, totally. The people who there are obviously there is the market for it. And those are the same people who don't want us in their apartment building. Yeah. Drink up your pride that you bottled. <laughs> Bitches. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, I don't know. It just I just feel like it's I'll do the copy after. But I just feel like I'm not being accepted. And like, I don't know, like it's like it just feels like it would be easier but I also think there's a little bit, like, once you transition, like, can you really do transition? Because everybody knows now. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm usually hiding the things that make me different. Usually hiding having a disability or whatever it, whatever it is. Because um, the reactions are, are not always good. They're usually... <laughs> Usually, even from uh, from professionals, like, what the heck is going on here? Yeah. But my DID is very present lately. I'm really, really struggling with it. So do you feel the urge to, like, tell people or not really? Um, I feel the urge to hide it because I'm, I'm embarrassed that I have new new alters and I'm losing track of time. I'm losing memories. Um. And I'm doing things that are a bit out of character. Um, so I I do feel the urge to hide it. But I also know that doesn't work. Yeah, like, like when I woke up naked in your backyard. with <laughs> I took some of Rachel's medicine, which I used to be on, but I'm now, but I like doubled it with my own medicine and um, made me a little confused. And I woke up naked, <laughs> naked in the backyard. Mul- multiple times. <laughs> but, yeah. I think Whoa, I've seen you do things in your sleep plenty of times. Plenty of times, yeah. I don't know, like I just don't know like what's going on in my sleep. Like it's really in a, I, yeah, I've I lit a cigarette in front of you in my sleep. Yeah. Yeah, and then you put it on the bookshelf. I know that's like terrible. so lit. It was terrible. I know it was terrible. I'm really lucky. That hasn't happened on my own. Yeah. Um Yeah, my sleep is like weird. It's like like I go into this like I don't know. I'm going to this weird space in my sleep. Yeah, I go into um in CID we call it the inner world where you can see like other other people walking around in your head and they live there. And at night at night I can see that. Um I see a lot of folks walking around and moving and doing things, but I can't really do anything about it. It's just how it is at night. <laughs> yeah. So they are they actually moving or or just in your head? I don't I don't know. I mean, it looks like they are. But like, do you get up and move? Mm, not that much. Yeah, it's just the whole world going on with without me. Yeah, I'm, I'm not the most important important person in my system. Who's the most important? I'm not sure. Maybe Storm. Yeah, I'm I'm the what they call it a host, like the front person who is just the best at dealing with the outside worlds and the best at blending in. But that doesn't make you the most important. I think Storm Storm would do a really good job um, with the outside world. He did a really good job buying that quote today. He, like, 
I heard him talk the whole time. He didn't like you didn't switch out to do it for him. No, he came out and bought bought a coat with awesome spikes. He's been wanting a spiky coat for <laughs> so long. And I found one today and I was like, Rachel, look, a spiky coat. And then immediately Storm came out and was like, I've been looking for that coat. And like <laughs> he was very excited. Um, yeah. And um, he, he did like he did the whole transaction. That's what her therapist would like her to do is like to live as all the different altars and not like always have to have Rachel front whenever something has to be done. Yeah, I'm not I'm not always the best person for the job. A lot of times I'm not the best person for the job. I have a, a trouble having like I, I'm I am very odd where like I have like two full hosts like I have like Lucille and Lucy and then I have Lucas and they're both like really share the responsibility of being hosts. Um, Lucas though. Yeah. Lucas is like Lucas comes out to like do the business. You know what I mean? Like if I have to get something done, like it's gotta be like Lucas, like, like, um, and it's weird though, because before I was trans, like that host just never came out, but that was still me. And so like before I transitioned, I'm saying I want to do transition, but before I transitioned, I was like really lost. Yeah. Um, because like Lucille handling everything, like nothing got done. <laughs> I didn't have a bank account. Like I didn't have, like, things were like not getting done. Yeah. I couldn't figure out getting a passport. Like I just, things were not getting done. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like the hardest time with DID is before you have it. It's just like nothing makes sense. Um, it doesn't make sense <laughs> to you. Um, yeah. I still have a hard time believing I have DID, even though like I probably do have it. You pr- you probably do, but yeah. <laughs> Not not because like I don't want to have it in any way, just because I I feel like, oh uh, like you had it first, so I, I feel like I always feel like I'm like making it up, like because like you had it first. But I do remind myself like it like people are like, what are the chances of two people having it? But I'm like, yeah, but we saw hundreds, if not thousands, of people go through the treatment centers we've been through, and we're the only two out of both of those treatment centers. So we like it's not like they are diagnosing tons of people with this. They diagnose two people with it out of thousands. No, you know? doc- doctors are really scared to make the diagnosis. They, like, don't do it casually. They're very scared because they don't want to be seen as, like, uh, not credible or whatever. Because it's so rare that they, yeah, so. There's just a long, a long history of, like, doctors being discredited for for this diagnosis. Yeah, I mean, they did write it down on my, like, um, report. Like, he he actually wrote it down. So I think he does believe I have it. Have it. I mean, he started bringing it up a long time ago. Like, he was, because I was, like, there were just so many things that couldn't be explained. Like I was like, there's people breaking into my apartment and making art. <laughs> he was like, there's nobody doing that. <laughs> like there's nobody, there's nobody in the world who's doing that. Like, <laughs> and um, he's like, you're making that art. And like, I'm like, I'm not even skilled enough to make that. Or I don't, you know, and he's like, well, you know, some, someone in you is making it. Somebody in you is skilled enough. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we got to we got to read some copy. Okay. Radio Free Brooklyn's mission is to provide a free and open platform to our community and promote media literacy, education, free expression, and public art. We rely primarily on donations from listeners like you. Every dollar helps us stay on the air and allows us to continue our work in the community. We are a 501c3 nonprofit organization, so all contributions are tax deductible. 
Please support with a monthly pledge or a one-time donation at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. If you're an Amazon shopper and would like to donate in a way that costs nothing to you, go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash Amazon and register RFB as your Amazon Smile Charity. Every time you shop, a portion of your purchase benefits Radio Free Brooklyn. If you'd like to listen to Radio Free Brooklyn when you're not in front of your computer, please download our free mobile app for iPhone and Android, available in the App Store for iPhone or the Google Play Store for Android. Please be sure to subscribe to our monthly newsletter for the latest news about new programming and upcoming RFB events. You can sign up at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash newsletter. getting better at doing the copy. You're doing great with the copy. <laughs> um, Francis was doing it, but he kept burping. That was pissing me off. Like, I know. I was like, why do you always burp just during the copy? Like, it seems disrespectful. You, you guys were arguing about it. Because I was like, you never burp. Like, why are you like, like I burp all the time, but like, he never burps. So I'm like, why are you all of a sudden like, burping during the copy? It seems disrespectful. Stress can cause uh, that's what he said. That's what he said. He was like, it's stressful. It, it is stressful to read the copy. It's like a lot a lot of words at once that you didn't write. You know, it, it's not not the way I would speak. So I'm like, this is like, I have like a a, a copy voice. That that could be you a You mean job. a radio show host voice? <laughs> I mean, Gary, you kind of have a good radio show yeah, voice. you do have a good radio voice. You have like a deep. I heard you for a second in the headphones and it sounded good. It sounds really good. <laughs> Sorry, now I embarrassed you. Sorry, Gary. Um, let's play the next song. We're going to do Disclosure, um, the Flume remix of You and Me. All right, here it is. Thank you for listening to Art Star Scene Radio on Radio Free Brooklyn. 
Um, you guys have a good night, and we will see you again next Saturday at 7. We'll be back with Francis Hall.